Okay, so I hear you like books. Why, yes, I do. That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to special episode number, what was it again? 11. 11 of Team Friendship. We are discussing the changing of the name of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. Riveting discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Leah. I'm joined today with Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And our favorite special guest, Zoe. Hi there. <laughs> Feel so privileged. Lauren, would you like to recap what has I'll happened? Recap. Yeah. In the book yeah, world. So this happened back in June, so a few months ago. Mm-hmm. The American Library Association and the Association for Library Service to Children, they're the ones who give out these awards every year. The mm-hmm. Newberry Award, the Caldecott, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. The Laura Ingalls Wilder Award is one of those awards. So that award began in 1954. The first person to receive it was Laura Ooh, Ingalls Wilder. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. This is great. And so it was given to an author to kind of like recognize their lifetime achievement and their the significance of their work in children's literature over a period of time. Right. They have like this. Not like a specific book you wait for. Significant lasting contribution. Yeah, like all your work. So between 1960 and 1980, the Wilder Award was given every five years. So it wasn't like an every year thing. Okay. Uh, Between 1980 to 2001, it was given every three years. In 2001, they began to hand it out every two years. Oh, we're getting closer. (laughs) And then since 2016, it's been given annually. Right. So they decided to change the name. And I will read their official statement. Well, part of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. We'll touch on it later. Isn't that if you (laughs) if you if you're like, what are you guys talking about? Or if you haven't read their official statement, I would encourage you to hit pause and go read it. We'll put a link in the show notes. It's not long. Yeah, just to read it out loud would be a bit. Uh, But I would encourage (laughs) I would encourage people if you haven't read their statement to read it. Because just hearing they changed the name of the award, like that, especially if, like, you're a super big fan of Laura Ingalls Wilder, right. you're just going to respond with anger. Just a quick reaction. Yeah. Oof. So I think it would be best if you Go read where them. they're coming from. Okay. So, it uh, says this. This is the first part. Laura Ingalls Wilder's books have been and will continue to be deeply meaningful to many re- readers. Although Wilder's work holds a significant place in the history of children's literature and continues to be read today, ALSC 
has had to grapple with the inconsistency between Wilder's legacy and its core values of inclusiveness, integrity, and respect and responsiveness through an award that bears Wilder's name. Wilder's books are a product of her life experiences and perspective as a settler in America's 1800s. Her works reflect dated cultural attitudes toward indigenous people and people of color that contradict modern acceptance, celebration, and understanding of diverse communities. So that was their reasoning behind it. They had a whole team of people mm. who worked on this and did mm-hmm. research. Yeah, to yeah, like team. a specific team working mm-hmm. on this. To research and to, I'm guessing they probably just went through all her books. And How do I get into this? <laughs> and they also, um, they pulled all the librarians that are part of the ALA. Isn't that a lot? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I have the number somewhere here. Not there. <laughs> it's uh, it's several hundred. I wish several I had hundred. papers to shuffle through. I figured it would be a larger number than that. <laughs> I'm I know. She looks well, like awkward. Well, awkward. children's library. She looks like we're like in high school and she's printed off all of her articles with I did print off all my articles. She's the only one who brought her homework tonight. <laughs> I have my phone. I do, too. It says, a survey of librarians, around 300 ALA members said the prize's name should be changed, and around 150 said it should not be changed. Mm-hmm. So, there you have it. Mm-hmm. The librarians have spoken softly, <laughs> so to not disturb anyone who might be reading. Except for the youth. Yeah. Service but yeah, this award... Speak loudly and perkly. So, yeah, I went back and I printed nice. out... Why well, I typed it. Well, I copied it. Anyway, I listed <laughs> yes. the recipients. Okay. I see them. There's <laughs> quite a few. Yes, there are. So, of I think there's been like 26 Did recipients. 20 something. Of those, one, two, three, four, five, six of them were also Newbery Medal winners. So, Ruth Sawyer, Beverly Cleary, Elizabeth Joy- George Spear, Virginia Hamilton. Russell Friedman, Catherine Patterson. What? What? She, yeah. She's the only her. one whose book we've read so far. <laughs> the other ones are back in the day. <laughs> but good. Well, may, we shouldn't read those then. <laughs> no. They no, are no. dated. See, no. No, no, no. <laughs> and that's another part of, because some people are like, well, are they going to go back and like <clears throat> take away the award from some of these people? You can't take away an um, award. <laughs> According to the statement, it says it should be noted that changing the name of the ALSC award for significant and lasting contribution to children's literature has no reflection on past winners or their achievements and does not negate the honor they have received Mm -hmm. for making a significant and lasting contribution to literature for children. So from that I'm taking, they're not going to take the award. It's all right that you guys were racist. It was just the time. Yeah, other people who got the award that aren't Newberry winners. E.B. White, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web and other neat Theodore Geisel, also known as Dr. Seuss. (gasps) Dr. Seuss. this yeah. is another topic, but I read in one of those articles that they're talking about possibly changing his, his award. award. He has an award, too. Oh, yeah. I, I read a whole thing about a whole um, other special episode oh, if that happens. I've heard of this. <laughs> yeah, this, according to The Guardian, 
The ALA is now looking to examine its other prizes, including the Geisel Award, to see if further changes need to be made. Well, yeah, you got, if you're going to do it to one, you've got to do it across the board. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, they've opened up mm-hmm. a can, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, Geisel, he's the, you know, Dr. Seuss. He's come under recent scrutiny with a U.S. librarian arguing last year that his illustrations are, quote, steeped in racist propaganda, caricatures, and harmful stereotypes. They're not wrong. They're not. I read a whole article about it, mm-hmm. and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know about something, guys. Yay! Yay. You read awesome. an article! I did! So proud Bravo. of you! <laughs> the big day for team So I just... Before we get into this, I want to know, like, you know, because everyone has, like, a a first, like, response to stuff like this. So, what were your first, like, reactions when you heard this? Leah, I'll begin with you. So, initially, I was happy that they're reevaluating, you know, how minority groups were treated back in the day and how we are talking about that in this era I think that's a positive trend, but also cautious because I know these books are important to our culture and our history, and I wasn't quite sure what they were getting at by changing the name. That was just my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to go back and reread the books because I haven't read them since I was a kid. So I was like, hmm, have I taken away some very racist ideas that I don't right. even know about yeah, from reading yeah. these? Like, because... In, that era was never talked about that she was racist or that, you know, hey, we shouldn't think these things. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was my initial reaction. Zoe, what about you? (laughs) Just be real honest. Okay, real honest. Um, I was really annoyed when Mm -hmm. I first read. I was actually like, why be messy? Like, it just seemed like another part of like political correctness, you Mm -hmm. know, just like not that I was against, you know, the fact that this wasn't, you know, there are things that are truly hurtful, you know, to people that I don't have the same experience as. So I I understood it, but I also was annoyed by it because it's part, again, it's part of literature, it's part of Mm -hmm. history. Um, But actually now I'm kind of more firmly on the fence (laughs) because now it's like I, thinking back to the fact like, you know, there's other things in our country that we've asked to be removed or people have asked to be removed because it is hurtful. Yeah. You know, it is hurtful to a people group and to their to their history mm-hmm. that I don't have that same experience or um, personal just understanding, you know, emotionally what that's like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a little mixed about it right now. Mm-hmm. Mandy? I was like you said when I read the headline, it kind of upset me, even though I'm not like a fan of hers or anything. <laughs> I've never read anything, but I was like, stop messing with stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I read the article and I was like, oh, yes, that makes yeah. sense, you know? Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then now, like you've mentioned now, what explosion is coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Where do you stop? Exactly. Yeah. I had that same thought, too. Like, where are we going to stop with this? So I, I just went and looked to see what other awards they give out that have people's names on them. And I I just kind of researched their lives a little bit. And I think the other ones are safe, except for Dr. Seuss. He's not safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not safe. But the other ones are safe. But... My husband, Michael, like, he had a lot of thoughts on this, which it really surprised me, and I wanted him to be here with us today, but he 
I don't know if he was shy or I don't know. He just really was not comfortable. So he doesn't really exist. <laughs> I don't know. He just couldn't come to it. Is it every time we get together? Exactly. I've never met this man in my life. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Come on. <laughs> and so his thought was, they. he's like, they need to stop naming awards after people because there's not mm. going to be a person out there that's right, going yeah. to have a perfect life that never says anything yep. or does anything mm-hmm. that's going to offend anybody. Well, yeah, if that's the standard they're setting now. Yeah. Yep. And this kind of, in light, when this is all going on, and then like a few weeks ago... Um, James Gunn, the director of yes. the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. he um, was fired by mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. because of something he put on social media like was a it, decade like ago, ten years ago, yeah. Years and, and he yeah. apologized for it yeah. like seven years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Like, this is literally yeah. like Just stuff Very that old. yeah, yeah. <laughs> buried. And and I I mean yes, what he said <clears throat> was not okay. Like it's yeah. not okay. But yeah, he said he apologized for it. He's you know not the same person he used to be. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I thought I was edgy and stuff. And yeah, like, he, there's a lot of people in Hollywood yeah. that yeah. have made a lot of jokes that are yeah, like pretty close to that right. kind of stuff. And so like I understand, <laughs> yeah. like there's all this Me Too stuff going on. I'm not which, saying that makes it right. No. no, like and so like I just feel like now Hollywood is just like on edge. Like right. any little bit of something that like we just need to yeah. fire everybody. And I'm just like, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna need to fire just, everybody. Because... That's what I'm saying, and it's so ironic that it is like it's this big thing in Hollywood because like. Really, guys? Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I all love that you. Hollywood's now trying to set the moral standard. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a thing, like on the Christian side of it, when you don't have a guideline or you know a set mm-hmm. of morals that you're following, anything goes, and the bar is always sliding from one direction mm-hmm. to the next. So yeah. that's it. Makes sense that there would be all these new. Yeah. And, oh and wait, it's no, all over wrong now. We're gonna fire you. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm not defending anybody that's doing no, things. No, no, exactly. Ever. Yeah, it's just right. he apologized. He made things right. Yeah, this is he's old a different dude. person. Like, he's like grown <clears throat> and moved on. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because this is the cool thing to do to like, just fire um, everyone, exactly. I wouldn't have even known about it. No, it yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know where they get that pressure to. Yeah, why does it become a pressure that? like a I don't, like an yeah, issue? I'm not For sure, nobody too. You know, because you can't. I'm sure they're not. Getting everyone that's ever said anything rude. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Not, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like saying racism is the same as what, I don't know. I'm just, it's hard. You can't compare stuff to each other. But what I, what I was, I brought that up just because I just feel like a can has been opened. Mm-hmm. Like a can of worms has been opened everywhere, I feel like. And mm-hmm. well, I feel like it just stems from edge. All of that, yeah, and, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that all of this has come up. Like, right. yes, like no, like we should not be racist. All of these things are bad, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's just it's well, just all over the place now, guys. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of things I read and heard people talking about in regards to this award is kind of the cleansing of history you have mm. to be cautious that you're not just delete 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 exactly. everything that makes you feel yeah. uncomfortable None of this ever happened guys and right. even like we're what germany if, i used to listen to a podcast 
Um, it's like the it was like the reformed black podcast. Oh, it's past the mic. Past yeah. the mic. <clears throat> very good podcast. It was very informative because I haven't experienced the same things that they have experienced. So I, I learned a lot. Anyway, one of the things that they addressed, um, especially in regard to the South and a lot of the monuments and things like that, yeah. is, okay, yes, we don't want to honor all of these people publicly like this. It's very hurtful from right. the past. However, we don't want to wash all of that away. They actually right. were advocating for museums that talked about slavery and talked about what actually happened back then mm-hmm. because we don't have a lot of real talk, you know, mm-hmm. about history in those different situations. Same thing with the um, Native Americans. Mm-hmm. We don't want to wash away that that happened. And that's why I think it's important for children to be able to read these books and know, you know, what mm-hmm. was going on mm-hmm. at that time. However, we don't want to glorify what was happening right yeah. like yay manifest destiny yeah, <laughs> like we yeah. Just, yeah. you know clear out a mm-hmm. whole entire civilization right. because we want to <clears throat> so, well because god wants us to mm-hmm. not true yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this article i read is written by james larue it's called laura Ingalls wilder award when is it cens- censorship and so he agreed that the award name should have been, I think he agreed with that it, it should be changed. But he is just worried that now that librarians are going to be like, well, we're taking all right. these books we off the shelf. Yeah. <clears throat> and his argument is, no, let's let's read these books, but then let's let's read some other books who who talk about like you know, good things, right. and let's compare, you know, let's let's talk well, about this. to give the experience right. of the Native mm-hmm. Americans, I mean, what is their side of it? Why do we not get to read that as well? Yeah, I like his quote here. He says, having these awkward and painful encounters with books is how we learn to read critically, right. to recognize that mores and social attitudes change over time, that authors are from and reflect their eras. That's a good reason to keep their books around, mm-hmm. even beyond their intri- intrinsic literary merit. I mean, so. yeah, you don't read just because you're hoping to find something to agree with mm-hmm. or another, you know, to find yourself mm-hmm. in it necessarily. It's going to, you're going to read to see other perspectives, mm-hmm. um, even wrong ones. And I feel like if, as a parent or as a teacher, I, I've never read these books, but I kind of skimmed through Little House on the Prairie this week and just read a few of the chapters. And I feel like if I'm reading this with a child or a classroom, there's so much to talk about. There's so yeah. much to, like, I mean, we would be stopping and talking a lot, I think. But, like, okay, is this right? Like, is it right for them to be moving to this land and expecting, like, they just kind of have this mindset that the Indians need to leave, Right. Yeah. Like, this is our land now. The government has said this, and you need to leave. Mm-hmm. Which, and they're just annoyed yeah. that the Indians are still around. Which was the mindset. Exactly. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> and so I think that's a good time to stop and say, hey, kids, like, what do you guys think about that? And let them yeah. let them talk about, hey, that's, that's not okay. That's yeah. not right. Well, it's good to have that kind of discussion because mm-hmm. there's mindsets that we have now that we're going to probably look back on. And be like, you know what? Like, maybe that wasn't, yeah. like, that was, you know, cultural. That was, like, mm-hmm. what's on trend, but maybe not necessarily wise or kind or biblical. 
right. in his mindset. It, you know, you you get a lot of culture that basically it changes like the way you think to to feel like you're in the right all the time, and that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Indeed. But it was funny. Like right after I'd um, I'd read this article, it was like the next day. A patron came in and she returned actually Dracula and um, or she was renewing it and we were talking about it um, and she said it's been a great read but she said she was surprised she didn't realize how how sexist the book hmm. was um, and how it's like portrayal of women you know as the little woman and you know all these just kind of derogatory things in it and yet she's still reading it you know like there's still like there's so many other classics that we do this you know too and where I think it's kind of like their conversations before where do you draw the line you know because there's a lot of offensive things to women and other groups you know of people how do you yeah I mean how do you find the line for censorship Mm -hmm. yeah I think I mean would all of us sitting here agree that like we're against like banning books and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and book week. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is something that, you know, maybe some of you guys listening might be like, wow, like, how can you be against that? You know, because we definitely grew up. I mean, we all went to Christian school, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there were definitely books we weren't allowed to read in school anyway. And there still would be now. Uh, probably Harry Potter would be one of mm-hmm. them. I think a school, though, has the right to do that. I mean... Let's not bring those books to school. You know what I mean? Right. Or well, whatever. Well, it's different in a, in a context where children are there. I mean, you're kind of always censoring in a way, right. but it's up to the parents of where what else they read. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but as far as just government or general banning of books, that is not okay. No. <laughs> you can't. No, it's not. You can't regulate no, morality. I feel like that opens up a whole other right, can yeah. of words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever read a banned book list? Like books that have been banned. Oh, yeah. And just, yeah, just, (laughs) it's crazy the things that over history and then even currently, like Mm -hmm. in certain places in America, like that are Mm -hmm. things that are banned. Well, Wrinkle Wrinkle in Time was banned on the banned book list. Yeah. And it was kind of what we just talked about. Some people didn't like it because it was supposedly Christian, but then also had like witchcraft in it. (laughs) And some people didn't like it. Because it was Christian, like, they didn't think it should be because it's a Christian book. Yeah. But, you know, there's both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, humans. That's true. So we we reviewed Caddy Woodlawn several mm-hmm. months ago on mm-hmm. our Reading the Newberries episode. So that book would be like a, I mean, it was set during the same time as the Little House books, even, like, in the same, like, area, like, Caddy Woodlawn was in Wisconsin, and, I mean, Lauren Wilder was all over the place, <laughs> um, but she started out in Minnesota, I believe. Or, I don't know. Anyway, she was all over the place. I'm reading that book, Prairie Fires, The American Dreams of Lauren Wilder. Yeah, she lived all over the place. Lauren reads a lot of large books. Look, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near through it. I'm just getting through. <laughs> but anyway... So anyway, Caddy Woodlawn probably grew up around the same time as Laura Ingalls Wilder. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me, in Caddy Woodlawn, they had Indians in her book too. And yes, mm-hmm. there were struggles going on, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a sense of like, I would say racial reconciliation going on there. Like Caddy Woodlawn stops, 
she stops like basically a war from happening hmm. between the Indians and the townspeople. Because yeah. like the townspeople are so afraid that the Indians are going to attack them, even though they have no reason. Right. Like there's no logical reason for them to think that. They're just so scared. Mm-hmm. And they all like take up arms and they're going to go attack the Indians. And the Indians have no idea that this is coming. Right. So Caddy Woodlawn, yeah. she warns them. Well, you see that respect in her family. Her father doesn't treat them as just this force to be driven out. He respects them for their knowledge of the land mm-hmm. and treats the, was he, was he the chief or just one of? Native Americans. I can't remember. He treats them with respect yeah. and he's either like friends, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the kids watch them as they do build their boats and do random things. Mm-hmm. So well, they're s- friends with them. Yeah. And you see that there, that they have mm-hmm. a respect for them as people and not, yeah. th- not that fear. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is... Yeah, and I I, I, I just read through The Little House on the Prairie. I don't know about her other books, but in this book, there's never there's never any friendship. <laughs> there's It's always fear hmm. and being scared of, of the Indians. Which fear, I mean, that's what and I'm not saying, leads to that. Yeah, not exactly. understanding yeah. someone yeah. is what leads to And I'm not saying hatred. that... I don't know what I'm not saying. <laughs> um... I guess what I'm saying is I'm not saying their fear wasn't, like... Warranted? Yeah. Like, if you read about that time period, a lot of stuff went on because of, well, because of what was, was happening. War. Yeah. It was a war between nations, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Because <laughs> the American that. government was telling... I mean, I get the fear, but I also get why the Indians would want to murder well, exactly. you. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's a very really common war on them in yeah. Yeah. You should be afraid. It's a scary yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. All these people yeah. are just moving into this territory expecting the Native Americans to leave and I don't know why we couldn't all just share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I I think there there was a real fear there, but at the same time, like, you're taking their land. Like what do you expect? Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there there are scenes in this book this happens multiple times in this book. I don't know how true it was in her real life, but um, like Indians come to their house and they force her mom to make food for them. Or like one time they come and they hmm. they take things out of their house, like while they're in the house, like they just come in and take things and leave. Right. Her mom had an intense fear and of the hatred. Native Americans, yeah, and hatred of them. And it came, I mean, it came from her experience with them. She had a reason for hating them, but. And I think that's kind of lumped the point them all together. Of... Like this was her experience, and she just assumed all right. Indians are like this. Yeah, and she hates them. She says in the book, "I hate them." That's the point of the people that are against changing the name of the word. Like this is a different time. Mm-hmm. All of this is going yeah. on. There's mm-hmm. so much behind yeah. this book. Well, and I'm just well, laughing at some of these things. Not laughing. I mean, I have to be very careful what I say. But I don't know. Some of these people are like they've just. I don't know if they, like, Googled, like, racist statements in Lauren Goes Wilder's books. I don't think oh, they went through and read them. Because they're just, like, listing all the quote-unquote racist statements. And one of them was... This is from the Washington Post. Hmm. One of them says, in the book, Little House on the Prairie, the tribe members are sometimes depicted as animalistic, 
Um, and it says, in one scene, Wilder describes them as wearing a leather thong with the furry skin of a small animal hanging down in the front. And I'm like, but that's what they look the like. I don't understand. <laughs> so why? That's, the that's not racist. Oh, racist of them to describe. What? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then she says that they make, like that they make who harsh know sounds. History and they was. have bold and fierce faces. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's what they looked like. Yeah. I don't think her description of them means she thinks they were animals. I don't know. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know. But to me, I'm just like, that's not racist. You could have picked all the other things in the book that right. are. Like, yeah. like, I don't understand. <laughs> you missed all the racist stuff. Well done, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's, to me, it's not necessarily statements that are made. Like, it's the attitude. attitude. Yeah. It's the attitude of you're you're on our land, get out of here. And it's right. no, that's that they were here it's feeling first. like they have the right Yeah, exactly. They're above them mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, for real. And the more that I read mm-hmm. this Prairie Fires book, this uh, biography of Lori Ingalls Wilder, I'm learning that she's she can tend to be a little snobbish, like even like not just with Native Americans, but just like with in other general. Yeah, just in general. Like she just always Felt like she was better than other people and wanted to appear that she was better than other people. Not all the time, but she had a tendency to do that. And where did they come from originally? Like where? I think they started out in Minnesota. And then they moved down to Kansas. Okay. And I think they moved back up there. They were in the the Dakotas for a while, I think. Hmm. And then when she got married, she and her husband moved to Missouri Oh, they started out in wherever her parents were, I think, in Minnesota. Mm. And then they moved down to Missouri. And then at one point they oh, were goodness. in Florida. Oh, my goodness. They moved back to Missouri. I think they were in Kansas. I think they ended in Kansas City. I don't know. It. They traveled oh, all Lord, over the that's place. Crazy. Yeah. Because farming is hard. And so it they is. were just yeah. in, like, there was a lot of um, luring of people. Like, they, like... A lot of these towns and like a promise companies, of a place. yeah, they would report that in their papers, like, "Hey, come here, yeah, yeah. we have good soil, and yeah, you're gonna, everything's gonna be great." And they the grass was literally green, yeah. <laughs> they were not <laughs> telling them the whole story, <laughs> so all these people would like, you know, sell everything they had and move to this town, and, and then realize they it's just as bad. Yeah, it's not working wow. here. Reversal. Yeah, it sounded terrible. From what I've read so far, her life was horrible. It's like, hard. it was just terrible. <laughs> like, that sounds like just the most awful thing. <sighs> I feel like her life got better when she started writing. Like, she started writing. It was like the end of her mm-hmm. life, though. Yeah, it was after her, her daughter had grown up and was moved. Her daughter lived in California. And she encouraged her mom to start writing. Like, writing for papers or periodicals or whatever. Hmm. and Because her husband injured his leg and so he wasn't really able to keep up the farm so he also wasn't very good with money so Mm -hmm. she had to like secretly hide money (laughs) from him because he 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 just didn't it just seemed to me like he just didn't understand how money worked (laughs) i have to do that to myself (laughs) just tuck this so yeah i felt like her life got a lot better when she started writing yeah Um, I do want to point out, like, the, so the Debbie Reese, she's the founder of American Indians and Children's Literature. She was very happy when this happened. Um, And a lot of people, 
uh, from minority cultures were very, very happy about this. Sure. And I think as, like, myself being a white, middle-class American, there are just some things I'm never going to understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, you know, like yeah. we've, we've, you know, Leah alluded to like the monuments down south and the Confederate flag that to some people they might be like, oh, that's no big deal or that's part right. of our history or whatever. But to a lot of people, it's those are symbols of hate yeah, and right. very hurtful to them. And, and not even, I mean, from that era, but even further on. Well, after that, yeah, the Confederate flag was taken and used by white supremacists. Like right. they used it as a symbol of yeah, hate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, there might be some of you listening that are, you know, you're like, well, I don't, I don't agree with that, or I don't understand that. And I just encourage you to stop thinking about your own nostalgia and start thinking about. <laughs> Just because you think that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> well, I'm just... <laughs> Stop thinking about yourself for just a few minutes and think about someone on the other side of it who, mm-hmm. when they see yeah. those images, when they see a flag like that, when they hear things in books being read aloud about their own right. people, yeah, that, yes, it was part of the culture, but it's very hurtful for them to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's very hurtful for them to read that. Mm-hmm. And so it's time, I think it's just time to stop and, and listen to these people, especially like, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ. Like I think of our black brothers and sisters in Christ who are saying, Hey, this flag is upsetting to me. Right. It evokes that's not all, good that's emotions. That's all it should take. Yeah, exactly. That. If yeah. you hear okay. a brother sorry, or sister okay. say, this is hurtful to me, then you say, you know what? I'm going to let go of my own nostalgia and my own little feelings. Right. And we're just going to let this go because it's not worth it. No. It's not worth it. And I just think people are just taking up a torch Mm. and it's for the wrong reason. They're like, America, American pride. Do you really want that to be your pride? Exactly. There's a lot of things not to be proud of in American history. I mean, I'm thankful. Be proud of apple pie. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes baseball, depending on what team you're cheering for. Exactly. (laughs) But I I just feel like American pride would go a lot further if we were all honest with where we came from, Mm -hmm. how we got to where we are right now. I mean, we do have a lot of blessings. Even people that do live in poverty are you know, miles about <laughs> other countries as far yeah. as standard of living. And I'm not, you know, negating people's hardships here in America. There are people that need help, but we are a blessed nation in many aspects. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that, but we can't be blind to the faults. And mm-hmm. I think that right. we're coming out of an era where <clears throat> anything negative, anything that makes me feel bad. I don't want to talk about, and <laughs> we're just going to sweep that under the yeah. carpet. Everything mm-hmm. needs to look pretty. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything needs to look actually. perfect. <laughs> and that's not real life. Yeah. And that's not how yeah. we could successfully live together as a nation. Like and saying I, I'm yeah. sorry goes a long mm-hmm. way. Exactly. <laughs> Instead yeah. of like, yes. well, Requires yes. swallowing pride. Yeah. Yes. People don't want to do that. Yes. Yes. They participated right. in some exactly. way. Right. Yeah. 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 And I just want to say, like, I think there's a lot of that attitude of, well, I didn't live back then. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, that that happened like a hundred years ago. Like, 
Why don't they just stop talking about it? Like, that was a hundred years ago. They weren't oh slaves. They weren't this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? Like, no, like, the civil rights movement was not that long ago. And, like, it's more than... Is now. Yeah. It's more <laughs> than just yeah. slavery. Like, yes, oh slavery gosh. is abolished, but all those attitudes, a lot of those attitudes are still around now. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me... That they do not go through things that that a white person yeah. wouldn't go through. You know, if you're driving through a certain neighborhood yeah. and you're white, it doesn't matter. If you're a black person driving through that same neighborhood, you're probably going to get pulled over. Yeah. And that's not right. But that yeah. stuff still goes on today. Yeah. So don't tell them to stop talking about it. Don't tell them that. It's just, it's yeah. funny to me because... Yeah. You know, we don't want to talk about it. Right. But at the same time, we don't want, like, we don't want these monuments to go away, but we don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Right. It just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just like a... Well, particularly in the South, they've somehow said that we can, we're, we're disassociating those two, you know, those two things. Like, I can feel bad about this and say, oh, that's a terrible thing. But somehow this just symbolizes the pride of... The South. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet that's ridiculous because mm-hmm. it's like you've said, you know, people use that as representation of mm-hmm. hating, you yeah. know, African Americans. And, and, you know, I still remember in college, like um, when the, the movie, there was a book to the movie, The Help came out. Mm, yes. I remember one of my college, and I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my college professors, he saw it. And then afterwards he was saying how he didn't, he didn't like it. And one of the things he commented on was it made him feel bad. You know, like it made him feel bad. And he's like, and I, you know, I don't know why it made me feel so bad. I had nothing to do with that. You know, I I wasn't in that time period, you know, like, and I'm just, I remember thinking like, are you serious right now? Mm -hmm. Like it made you feel bad. And that's why you're, you're, you don't, well, maybe it's good. Maybe that's good that it makes you uncomfortable. That is is literally, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not, and I'm not white or black, you know, and that's good because that is someone else's story, Mm -hmm. which has value Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of hurt in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just because we didn't live through that and maybe we weren't part of that. Right. Doesn't mean that, like Leah said, I'm sorry goes a long way. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it would mean so much to to our black brothers and sisters, to our, you know, Native American brothers and sisters, or just even if they're not Christians, like yeah. to say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what my ancestors did to you. <clears throat> and that means, you know, mm-hmm. that that would mean so mm-hmm. much. If we're talking about the, what the Spanish did to my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> talking about if everyone's like, you know, we don't want to talk about it, and it makes me... Like, what is wrong with acknowledging it if you say you weren't a part of it? Like, why does it bother you to, to right, acknowledge yeah. how those people feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't agree with everything that I see in the news and stuff, but maybe they're screaming at the top of their lungs, basically, because they aren't being acknowledged for what they have to put up with. Like, like you yeah. said, you they know, swept under the rug. You have to go so to the other side of the spectrum sometimes yeah. to be heard. Well, yeah. It's just a wound festering, you yeah. know, yeah. really in people's mm-hmm. hearts. Yes. Over yeah. years. Because mm-hmm. nobody cared up until mm-hmm. recent times where we can see it all the time now in books right. and movies. And yeah. it's suddenly, yep. you know, a huge issue in pop yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think literature is playing a huge part in what's going yeah. on right now. And mm-hmm. just... Spreading awareness and learn, looking through different lenses and seeing other people's points of view. I think 
especially the next winner. Or did Charity receive it? Mm-hmm. Jacqueline yeah. Woodson. So she is a black woman who writes about her experiences in life, and she's the one that's going to receive the award mm-hmm. that just received mm-hmm. it under the new name. And to me, it with that perspective, it makes sense that they would want to change the name with the, the turning of the tide mm-hmm. in literature because, I mean, her dad in the book puts on blackface mm-hmm. and does, you know, one of the weird skits that was a thing yeah. apparently like oh would you as a black woman who writes about all of the persecution you mm-hmm. you know you and yeah. your family has experienced would you want to win the award under that name probably not i mean that's mm-hmm. just not yeah yeah it doesn't go together you know it doesn't no, go together it doesn't. and i'm glad that they didn't give it another name they just gave it yeah. a generic i, I yeah. think they're learning yeah. i think michael what you said michael said was Totally right. I mean, there's never going to be a person you're going to just wholesale say, yeah, they're great. You know, right. let's just. Right. Mm. Except you, E.B. White. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Except E.B. White. <laughs> you were perfect, E.B. White. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, it's called, they renamed it the Children's Literature Legacy Award, which just states kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it honors an author or an illustrator whose books published in the United States have made over a period of years a significant and lasting contribution to children's literature through books that demonstrate integrity and respect for all children's lives and experiences. And that last little bit there was added when they changed the name. Hmm. So, yeah. I, I like that they changed the name of the award. I like... That the ALSC has has done their best to state, hey, we aren't saying, you know, Laura Ingalls Wilder's books or her, you know, her contribution is not good or I mean, whatever. The main thing they talked about yeah. in the announcement was that her works her are works valuable yeah. Yeah. and they're meaningful and yeah. yeah, they should be part of children's literature. But as far as like the connotations that go with her name. Yeah. You it know, especially especially if you're a Native American, especially if yeah. you're a black person, you know, we're not going to think of those things when we hear her name, but no. they are. Mm-hmm. And out of respect for them, we it's we're just changing a name, guys. Yeah. We're not saying Laura Ingalls Wilder right. is the devil. <laughs> we're not saying Honestly, her books are evil. Reading that announcement, you walk away thinking wow, these books are really important. Like, yeah. <laughs> they spent so yeah. much time in the announcement trying mm-hmm. to make sure everyone knows, yeah, like, that they're valuable. don't stop mm-hmm. reading her books. Mm-hmm. We still yeah. value her mm-hmm. books. I like Her books are valuable, too. Like, five yeah. different ways. I think I'm firmly off the fence now. Like, and I'm I'm pleased that they changed. Well, I think what helped me really kind of come to conclusion is what you said. It's, a, it's the attitude, overall attitude in the book. Because, mm-hmm. you know, up to this point, I'm just like, okay, like, some words here and there. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things in right. literature where... People refer to terms that are offensive. But a whole attitude towards a group of people Mm -hmm. that is full of hate, I think, is... Or just negativity. It's just not... And I feel like... I mean, like I said, I haven't read all her books, so I don't know. But I, at least in this book, it was never like... There was never like a, a mindset of, hey, maybe this is wrong. Right. Yeah. Whereas maybe. in Caddy Woodlawn, <laughs> yes. I felt like there was like, hey, this attitude. Of, I mean, I wrote down the quote and I didn't bring it with me and I'm really mad that I didn't because there was a quote from Caddy Woodlawn where she talks about how that fear 
is just creating a monster. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, mm-hmm. she addresses that. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't think it's addressed. At least in Little House on the Prairie, it's not addressed. I haven't read her other books, so I don't know. But. Well, there is a line that Harper, the publisher, wiped out mm-hmm. um, that she, ref- she says that there were no. There were no people, people in the area that their family was going to settle. Implying there yeah, were no people, just, just Indians. Indians. Implying that the Indians were not were people. people. And so they complained about that. And oh Harper took that out and said there were no settlers, so no settlers. only Indians. And that's what it says in this book. Which I but think I that that's that was the attitude. That mm-hmm. yeah, reflects not the people, attitude yeah. of that time. Many people. Many, I feel like not, that's the many. kind of mindset no, you would have sell. to have to, to do, what do they're something doing. like that's that. Yeah. <laughs> this is war. When yeah, you look at war. like World War II and the hatred of Germany, yeah. you yeah. have to have that. If you're going there mm-hmm. and you're going to shoot another human being, you have oh to you have to look at them as not, as not a person. Like, yeah. 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 I've been reading Echo, which um, yes. oh my goodness, so which I love, and I'm really yes. close to the end, guys. So good. Like, <laughs> sitting in the car, like, oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> and, um, but, I mean, they talk about Germany, and then they talk about um, experience of a family in California um, working for a um, Japanese farmer. Mm-hmm. And they sent them all to a camp because yeah. they just simply because they were Japanese and they were uh, fighting a war against Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's just fear because you just never know. And like you know, there's all of this, you know, graffiti and things. People destroying their home, and it's all fear. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. fear for just a, a people group. It has right. nothing to do with them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it's incredibly sad what fear will make you do mm-hmm. and say and mm-hmm. and just kind of just kind of encapsulate your brain into this into this mindset, well, are, we're just going to say they're wholesale all bad, you know, and I can, I'm right in my thinking now. And I, th- I think as a human, it makes sense to be afraid of, of a threat to you. I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah. But as believers, <clears throat> that's where the change has to happen. Mm-hmm. We're not called to have fear. Yeah. We are called to love those around us and even yep. to love in almost a reckless way. You know, love your enemy. And yeah. even if they you're, are your enemy, yeah. you're to love you're them. You're to love them. Well, and are they your enemy because of you? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> either, either way, and I think that is another thing with the, the Muslim po- population. And even if they're not Muslim, but they look like they could be, you know, there's that fear yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. of what our generation has experienced with 9-11 and all of the, you know, all the wars and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, it makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Um, I haven't even experienced it myself going to class in Ukraine for the first time with people from different countries that were Muslim. Like it was, I never had, I'd not, not been around them and, right. you know, we live in small, smallish town, middle of America. And we so live in the cornfields. Initially, it was frightening because you watch all of the 9-11 footage and the videos and everything mm-hmm. else. And it, yeah. it does develop that fear inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was the first time I could truly understand that and step back and yeah. say, no, these are mm-hmm. human beings that God has called me to love. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. I get the fear. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I think that's why we need to be talking about this and... Yeah. Yeah. And very clear with what God has called us to do as believers. And I think that same law will help the rest of society <laughs> if we step up and show the way. And I think yeah. a lot of times it's Christians that are out there saying, no, 
don't change the name. We don't care about what you're feeling right now. Don't change the name. Don't take down those monuments. It's a lot of, I see a lot of Christians saying that stuff and it, it breaks my heart to be honest because Mm. we're supposed to be showing love. You know, these are, people are created in the image of God. And I think that should be the first thing that we think of when we see other people. Like this is an image bearer of God. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. You and know? to take, yeah. even take that and put it on the book when your kids are reading it. How are they treating these image bearers mm-hmm. of God? How can we not right. let this happen yeah. to another generation? These are not, better. you know, ancient problems that are never going to happen again. Right. I mean, we see yeah. them happening right now. Mm-hmm. And you have to have those open conversations mm-hmm. when you're reading literature and history. Yeah. And I think it's maybe it's instinct to just fear anything that's different yeah. or... You know, anything that looks different or anything well, that's different than for what yourself. you're used to. I mean, we see that at smaller levels, too, besides race. I mean, people with deformities, you know, right. like think mm-hmm. of the book Wonder yeah. and the yeah. bullying yeah. in that. And, you know, people who just don't speak our language, you know, what could they be saying? You know, right. like there's just all these different things that separate us and based the root of it is just fear. Yeah. yeah. You're letting yeah. fear control you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's fear and it's pride. Yeah, yeah. Pride. which are, I think, related. <laughs> As you feel like your safety and your self is more important. But and I also think a mixture of embarrassment is in there because mm-hmm. I think so many people don't want to admit that their granddaddy or whoever, right. you know, was wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that because, again, that accepts some small nugget of responsibility. And I'm tired of hearing the excuses. I'm tired of hearing, well, that's the way it was back then. Right? Yeah, I'm tired of hearing exactly that. exactly the attitude. Yeah. Because you can say that. Yeah. Okay, that's the way it was back then, that's and that right. was wrong. And yeah. like, right now, yeah. it's wrong. Like, exactly. like, don't stop there. Like, and it was wrong. Because yeah, it was wrong. we're learning from our There's mistakes. There's a lot of things going on right now that it's yeah. just the way it is, but would the majority of right? Christians say it's okay? Right. No, we wouldn't. Yeah. So you I'm can't sorry. just when say. When you talk like that, you're. I feel like you're subtly saying that you're a racist. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. well I mean, that's kind of how it comes just across. the way it was. So, so you're cool yeah. with that. You are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. It's frustrating. I think because we do feel like, oh, we've come so far as a people. We should be beyond this, but we haven't really. Come no, you're long. not going to get beyond <laughs> sin and pride, and mm-hmm. but it does help when an entire community of believers can come together and say, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're done with this. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest problems when you say, well, that's just the way it was, or that's my heritage. Mm-hmm. I think that it goes back to not wanting to admit that there was something negative about something you love. Yeah, And yeah. I don't, I don't think admitting that there is a problem about someone you love or about yourself means that they have less value or less no. importance in your life. We're all flawed human beings. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Like, it is okay mm-hmm. <laughs> to but, say yeah. something went wrong. But I also, you know, love grandma and grandpa. Like, yeah. they maybe had great positive qualities mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, they did this thing or this thing. And that's fine. But also, mm-hmm. they were racist, you know. Mm-hmm. And and we want to learn from that and not be like them. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I, right. I don't think it takes away your love of yeah. them or your love of where you came from or your, you know. Well, it's just like we love our country. That's what I was thinking too. But yeah. at the same time, like, there was some it's stuff mixed that, history yeah, there. You yeah. know, yeah. and I think, yeah, it's so it's okay to be thankful for where you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 
I feel like the only remedy for this is, you know, our beliefs and who God is and what he calls us to do. And it's only by his grace that we are where we are. Does, exactly. Yeah. When you have that yeah, mentality, exactly. it's so much easier yeah. to look at someone and say, I'm I'm not better than you mm-hmm. because our skin color is different. I mean, that's I was so born in dumb. this country <laughs> and you weren't. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, first of all, you open your heart. But then, I mean, at a basic kind of everyday level, read a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, books are there because there's narratives of other people's lives. Exactly. There's stories, you know, of other people's experiences. And by reading more experiences that are different from your own, yep. you you gain a perspective that is, is outside of yourself and outside of your own fear. Exactly. And I feel like yeah. that's what has – I mean, because – by God's grace, we are where we are, where we're trying to fight this negativity and racism. And I think for most of us, it's from the books that we've been reading yeah. that oh, have yeah. educated us. Yeah. Ooh, but I did a fun thing. I found this at the library. <laughs> Ooh. It's a Aww. little house picture book treasury. That's sweet. Um, That's cute. So there's no racism. <laughs> they take, take out, out all the racism. Just, just wagons and just kettles. Just kind of, you know, normal life on the prairie <laughs> and how hard it was. You know, and again... Now, I don't hate these books. I don't know much about them, and this wasn't something I enjoyed as a kid. But I think it's, I mean, the girl, little girls that are coming in, or boys, whoever is coming in to get them, you know, there's there's a purity to that love mm-hmm. of the of the nature and exploring yes. and the unknown. Mm-hmm. And living off the land. Living off the yeah. land, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why people love them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's great and mm-hmm. embrace that part. Yep. Yes. Like Leah said, acknowledge what's bad. And and draw out what is good, you know? Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm, yes. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today for this roundtable discussion. We really didn't have an outline for this. We were just kind of... This table is oblong. Shooting out our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, do we want to let the people know how to get in touch with us? Sure. You can email us at teamfriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. You can find us on Instagram at teamfriendshippodcast. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash teamfriendshippodcast. You can find us on Twitter at the at sign three, the number three, friends podcast. <laughs> wow. And our website, teamfriendshippodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gracie Firstborn. You can find me on mainly Instagram, Leah Ranielle. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mandy Malay. You can find me on Instagram at ZCook501. Well, folks, we'll see you all on another time. Bye.